welcome to the Love Your Life Project, a gentle guide to living a wholehearted, meaningful life. In these trying times, listen to stories, poems, musings, mystical wisdom to inspire you, bringing a little more light to your day. I'm Anuramana. Hello again, dear friends. So happy to be with you again today. You know, lately, at least in this past week, I've been mulling over how present we are to any given moment or how absent we are. And by that I mean how much of our attention, of our awareness do we bring to any moment of our lives. We can get so busy, wrapped up in distractions or responsibilities and tasks that we actually are often caught up in the past or the imagined future and not really here now in this moment. And I have to say I had quite a humbling around this Just last week, I had been scheduled to travel to Hawaii at the invitation of my dear friend Amy for some downtime, some relaxation, some ease for the body that had been, has been carrying a lot of energy and the weight of the world and been laid low by it. And A few days before traveling, I was taking a walk with my other friend, another friend, Jill, and was mulling over all the things I had to do before this trip and wasn't quite present, even though we were in this beautiful woodland walking along by the river. And somehow my foot got caught on a rock and I went flying and slammed hard into the into the ground and it was an incredibly painful fall I ended up in the ER because I thought my wrist might be broken as it turned out it isn't broken but definitely bruised and swollen and banged up actually in the days since uh, my legs and arms have turned into a variety of wild, colorful bruises. (laughs) But being left-handed and the fall, you know, happening in my left side, I've been reduced to one arm, and it's the non-dominant arm. So it really has slowed me down and um, forced me to be more present, to be more here now. Um, and sadly, I had to cancel my my trip to Hawaii. But it's given me a lot of pause, a lot of things to dwell on, and 
Of course, one of the pieces that arose uh, quite soon after the the cancellation of the trip was, oh, what did I miss? What would have happened? You know, I'd had this fantasy of just lounging on a deck chair and in the sun and reading a book and swimming and just really resting because it has been a, a busy and full time and certainly challenging on the body. And so the thoughts arose about what I may have missed. And of course, that's just complete fantasy. Anything could have happened. And I think as we know, those of us who've lived long enough and been humbled enough, we know that any idea we have about the future is usually wrong. (laughs) Love or life, however you want to call it, will do as it does. And our only task really is to you know, respond to it as best we can to open our hearts to even the big challenges with love. And so it reminded me this situation and these thoughts of a poem that I've had in my stash for a long time by Tom Wayman. He was a a school teacher. And of course, students would miss class and come in the next day and say, did I miss anything? And he got kind of frustrated by the question. And he wrote this poem, which is really tongue in cheek, but I'll read it for you now. See if you can relate to any of it. Did I miss anything? Nothing. When we realized you weren't here, We sat with our hands folded on our desks in silence for the full two hours. Did I miss anything? Everything. I gave an exam worth 40% of the grade for this term and assigned some reading due today on which I'm about to hand out a quiz worth 50%. Did I miss anything? Nothing. None of the content of this course has value or meaning. Take as many days off as you like. Any activities we undertake as a class, I assure you, will not matter either to you or me and are without purpose. Did I miss anything? Everything. A few minutes after we began last time, A shaft of light descended and an angel or other heavenly being appeared and revealed to us what each woman or man must do to attain divine wisdom in this life and the hereafter. This is the last time the class will meet before we disperse to bring this good news to all people on earth. (laughs) I love that part. Did I miss anything? Nothing. When you are not present, how could something significant occur? Did I miss anything? Everything. Contained in this classroom is a microcosm of human existence, assembled for you to query and examine and ponder. This is not the only place such an opportunity has been gathered, but it was one place, and you weren't here. 
show a very um, a very deep poem really you know couched in humor about how you know when you aren't present how could something significant occur and of course he's saying that um, sarcastically to the student but it's actually quite a true statement when you're not present you know how could something significant occur and even if something significant has occurred you weren't here to feel it or notice it or experience it so it's quite a quite a profound poem I mean it makes me laugh too about the angel coming down and of course you miss the biggest thing ever um that used to happen to me a lot when I would miss satsang in my spiritual practice. I would miss satsang periodically. And of course, my teacher would say, oh, it was the best monologue yet. You know, it was such a play. <laughs> um, and used to send me into quite a turmoil um, until I realized I couldn't miss anything, really. That we're always where we're supposed to be. But our experience can be so much richer if we're actually present to the moment. And it got me thinking about this poem by the wonderful Kim Stafford from Oregon. He wrote a poem, actually, that the title is in Spanish, and it's A Que Te Dedicas. A Que Te Dedicas. And it means, to what do you dedicate yourself? And apparently, um, in some Latin American countries, instead of people asking you when they meet you, you know, what do you do for work? What's your job? Which we tend to do here in America. They ask, to what do you dedicate yourself? What is it that you give the fullness of your heart or your attention to? And so I thought that was such a, such a lovely question to ask yourself. What is it to which you dedicate yourself in any moment? And for me, I would like to say it is being present to presence, you know, really being here and drinking in the beauty of every moment. I can't say that that's true in every moment. There are multiple distractions and certainly the mind gets caught up in what isn't here a lot of the time. I remember a, a student years ago, I was teaching a mystic poetry class in at Lewis and Clark College at the Northwest Writing Institute. And I remember this beautiful woman being so worried about how she was going to be present at a, an upcoming event. I think it was like a month or two off but she was really in deep fear about it and how would she be able to be herself and concentrate and, you know, really embrace that particular event. And it just arose in me to say, you know, the more present you are here, the more you can embrace every feeling and every moment right now, the more ready you will be and the more able you will be to embrace that particular moment that you're only imagining here now. So it was kind of a, a, 
a moment of illumination for myself as well about how the more we kind of fill our store of being presence, present to presence here in each moment, the more availability we have for each new now. So there's a, a quote from Tony Jordan that I thought would be quite appropriate to share here. Most people miss their whole lives, you know. Listen, life isn't when you're standing on top of a mountain looking at a sunset. It isn't waiting at the altar or the moment your child is born or that time you went swimming and a dolphin came up alongside you. These are fragments, 10 or 12 grains of sand spread throughout your entire existence. These are not life. Life is brushing your teeth or making a sandwich or watching the news or waiting for the bus or walking. Every day, thousands of tiny events happen. And if you're not watching, if you're not careful, if you don't capture them and make them count, you could miss it. You could miss your whole life. So it's quite a startling poem, but it really does make me stop and think, really consider how, how much of life I'm really embracing and how much I'm thinking about something that happened already or might happen in the future and missing, missing the, the perfect moment here now. So just something perhaps for you to ponder, just to consider right here, right now, where your attention is, how fully your body, your heart, your being is drinking in what's being offered to you. The feel of the air around you, this generosity of air offering itself to you in every moment your heart beating for you, the blood flowing through your body, the sounds you're hearing, the taste on your tongue, all of the sensory apparatus that we're given and so much of it just taken for granted. And I think it's true for, for all of us really, unless you happen to be Buddha or Ramana Maharshi. So here's a poem called Mindfulness. And it's just about a very simple moment that the poet Linda O'Connell is imbibing to the fullest, most rich possibility. Mindfulness. It was probably the best raisin I ever had. The way it just laid there on its side in my palm with its dark brown hue, as if sunbathing on a beach with one hand under its head, luring me in, asking me to bring it to my mouth, to fondle with my parted lips its plumpness, 
It wasn't enough that my teeth knew to guide it into one side. But my tongue took the time to allow for the moisture, giving full attention right before the biting, right before the chewing, before the sugar rained down my throat. Full attention, right before the biting, right before the chewing, before the sugar rained down my throat. So I wonder if you could, just as an exercise maybe, give it a try to take a moment for complete mindfulness, to be completely aware of how you are experiencing any given moment. And it can be as simple as looking out the window and seeing what your eyes, your senses, your heart is taking in. Noticing what thoughts might be swimming through. And if they are about something that isn't right here in this moment at the window, just gently allowing them to dissipate, bringing yourself back, inviting yourself back. It's really like a an open-ended invitation to come home to yourself. And we can do it at any time. And I think the more we indulge it, the more likely we are to be present at another time. So, worth thinking about and certainly has given me a lot of fuel for thought as I am here now in this healing time, looking out my own window and watching the first snowflakes begin to fall here at the foot of the mountain, Mount Shasta. We've had such a dry winter and spring and here we are in mid-April and finally a hint at least of snow of hydration for our parched earth. Really want to go out when I'm done here and lick it, put my tongue out to the sky and let these welcome drops land. Embrace it and open my arms to welcome this new precipitation, this gift from the heavens to our earth. And it's always a gift. Every single breath is a gift if we could only realize it and embrace it. And maybe some of you do beautifully with passion, with joy, with gratitude. But I feel there are always reminders for us. Reminders for us to slow, slow down, slow the body, slow the thoughts, slow the activity and just be, be here, feel the love. You know, this particular moment and these particular constellations of sensation in your body, mind, feeling, may never 
never come again in this particular package. So every moment is new and so full of possibility. And so I'd like to leave you with this poem by Persia Gertler called The Healing Time. And it feels like we are in a healing time. Many of us personally, myself for instance, but also globally. The healing time. Finally, on my way to yes, I bump into all the places where I said no to my life. All the untended wounds, the red and purple scars, those hieroglyphs of pain carved into my skin, my bones, those coded messages that send me down the wrong street again and again, where I find them, the old wounds, the old misdirections. And I lift them one by one, close to my heart. And I say, holy, holy. These old wounds, these old misdirections. And I lift them one by one, close to my heart. And I say, holy, holy. Perhaps you too can fold into your heart any old wounds, any old pains or scars and hug them close. Feel the sacredness of them, the holiness, the beauty. You know, it's quite a wonderful metaphor. I feel with this fall I had last week that I need to keep my right hand elevated and even in a splint when I hold it up it rests on my heart almost like I am bringing close the wound, the pain and just folding it in this beautiful, beautiful blanket of holiness this possibility of bringing home those lost pieces of my own self and showering them in love. So I leave you now with so much love, so much gratitude for your presence here with me. What incredible grace for us to share in this life, in this love together. And may we all learn to open our hearts, to bring presence to presence with the attention and awareness of our own loving heart to our own given experience. It's such a brief time here on this earth, on this planet. Let's bring love. Let's bring love to ourselves and by extension rippling it, rippling it out. 
to feed and nourish everything it touches. So, thank you, my friends. So much love, right here, right now. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with others. And if you'd like to hear more, you can find me on my website, anaramana.com. And also on there is a link to become a member of my Patreon family, where for a donation, I offer additional gifts and bonuses, like guided meditations and private Zoom calls. Much love to you. Till next time.